0: Hello and welcome to FinTech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today on the show, I have Yaron Ben Ziv, CEO of Haven Life. HavenLife markets and sells term life insurance online to consumers. One of the things that makes them unique is they're actually attached to Mass Mutual. So they have the experience of working within a traditional insurance carrier while simultaneously being a fintech. And with that, here's my interview with Yaron. Hello, Yaron. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for taking the time today. It's great to be with you. So Yaron Ziv of Haven Life, tell us about Haven Life.
1: Absolutely. So Haven Life is uh, really out front in helping to rethink how people buy life insurance. We've really taken a process that traditionally takes someone four to six weeks to get a fully underwritten life insurance policy. And we've reimagined it from the ground up for the next generation customer. We've thought about how technology can really make it easier
0: for someone to buy this important financial product. Excellent, when you said four to six weeks, i visibly cringed um, being a licensed life agent, I know that that is the likely unfortunate result of any application so we 're going to dive into how you 've uh, kind of streamlined this, but before we get started let 's let on that let 's go through the history of the firm what uh, What made you uh, start this company
1: Yeah, absolutely. so actually, my background has been in startups and early stage companies for a while, and about uh, a couple years uh, well i should say seven or eight years ago after my daughter was born i had the experience of my dad tapping me on the shoulder and say saying hey it's time to to get some life insurance and so i did what i always do someone as someone who worked in fintech i went online and i figured i'd get the get the thing che- checked off my list very quickly and what i found was pretty eye opening it was kind of a complicated process. It took a long time. I couldn't really easily make heads or tails of what the products were that I were buying. And I really was this kind of person who expected thing, to do things myself online, mm-hmm. right? i already been doing my banking online, my, my sort of investments online and was hoping that I could do the same with my life insurance. And what I found was a world very different from that. So... That really led me to the journey that started Haven Life. My first step was I actually got licensed as a life insurance agent, learned a lot about the
0: business and uh, ended up starting this company. So it was like looking at a horror show when you basically got licensed and, <laughs> and saw just how, <laughs> how everything works in such slow and methodical and terrible old school ways. Yeah, So that's what so, way say it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, so, okay. It smelled
1: like opportunity, right? For this was like a really hard product
0: to sell. And so there felt like there should be easier ways. Especially term life insurance. We're talking about literally the plain vanilla of all forms of insurance. And it's, you know, common story. Guy who knows there can be a better way and knows that these things can be built basically goes and tries to do it himself, discovers a cluster bleep of an industry and says, "Oh yeah, there's got to be a better way. There's an opportunity here. So, um, <laughs> so, if not for people like you, we'd all still be in the stone age. So, thank you for that. So, um, let's talk about that journey. So, you so you get the license. Uh, you got the you got license as an insurance agent. You discovered that everything was operating the same way it did pretty much in the in the '60s. And what was it that you decided needed to change? And how what, what was your approach to changing that?
1: Yeah, so." The first thing that we really thought about was how do we reduce friction in the process, right? Mm -hmm. So a typical life insurance buyer has to first get educated about the space, right? And so they go to Google and they start thinking about what is the right type of life insurance. And so Mm -hmm. that was kind of step one that we thought we could help make easy for the customer. The second part was the customer actually has to apply for life insurance. And so typically that means they have to find someone to help them apply They go through these, you know, 30, 40 page kind of packets or PDFs to actually go through the the process. That can be a lot of back and forth with someone. Mm -hmm. Then it'll take several weeks for them to get an underwriting decision. And after all of that, then they can decide, do they want this policy or not, right? So each of those points involves a ton of friction. And we thought we could use technology to basically make each of them easier, right? So the first one was, We could use technology to help people understand the product and how much they need very easily the second one was we could make the application process really easily by having a person just do it like they would expect themselves on a computer in a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. and the third was we could use technology to make the underwriting process faster and get a customer decision
0: in a much more timely fashion okay so let's talk about all three of those value propositions so first let me commend you on your website uh, because I am not seeing any of the typical tropes that I see uh, used in the sale of life insurance, right? You know, you have some beautiful graphics, simple, unapproachable, non- non-intimidating technology text altogether, right? So essentially you made this very, very approachable for someone who may be afraid of what this entire complicated world means because maybe they had an experience before and it was complicated, right? The other thing I find very interesting that I haven't seen anyone else do is when you have this section for estimate your rate, which is the quotation section, you've actually been smart enough to put up on the side some typical examples, like here's a 21-year-old male, $950,000 in coverage, 20 years is going to cost this much, right? Like you've, before they even, you know, when they get to this box and they got to put in this information, you've already taken away intimidation.
1: Yeah, no, it's so great that you noticed that, you know, it's one of the things about, that we learned early on, which is people are intimidated and that kind of really stops them from continuing in this process, mm-hmm. which Fortunate because it's so important. And one of the things that often they have in their head that they don't realize is they completely overestimate the cost of what this product is, right? Mm -hmm. And the great thing about term life insurance is it can be really cash friendly, I'll call it, for a younger customer, the kind of customer that we're trying to attract here at Haven Life. And so giving them a sense of, like, look, people are getting. $500,000 million policies for whatever it is, $15, $30 a month, makes them all of a sudden feel like, oh, that's not so intimidating. I could do that. Real people are getting that. And maybe I will go ahead and take the next step in this process.
0: So I'm curious, did you guys A-B test this before you did it? Like, Would you have a, a state of the website where it didn't have these examples and one where it did? And if it did, how did that impact people actually going through the quotation phase?
1: So we didn't A B test that specific feature, but we did a lot of qualitative testing when we mm-hmm. kind of designed our website. And our first iteration of quotes didn't have that. And that's one of the things that we learned actually. It's really hard to get the qualitative insights with A B testing. And oftentimes the best insights come really from when you sit down with someone. And when that's we true. did that, it kind of this thing came out of like, oh, I just kind of want to see what other people are getting right? Yeah. And we saw that that really, really resonated with people. And so that's how we ended up putting it into our website. We've, we've just kind of kept it there ever
0: since. Well, it makes sense, right? I mean, giving you some very basic use cases, you're giving the amounts they're applying for, the types they're applying for, and the premiums they're applying for. And, you know, I find, first of all, a couple of stories. One is the conventional route. You know, we'll do these needs analysis and say, okay, you need $2 million. And this is like someone who earns less than hundred thousand a year. And they're sitting there going like, that is a enormous amount of money right? And the, the first thing that has, that happens in their mind is they're questioning the validity of that number, right? Now the next step is I take them through the needs analysis, show them where this all comes from. But you've kind of done that through kind of, you know, group proof. You've created social proof and saying, hey, here's someone in your situation. This is how much they took, this is as much they would they would pay. The other issue with this type of product, and I've talked with many people in this space about online sales of insurance, and where where the quote, where the, the death of the, the sale happens is right after quotation, right? Now don't get me wrong, there's a, there's a known problem or the number of sales that drop off by the time you hit the, the shopping cart is enormous. That's an, you know People will browse and they'll look at the price and they'll step away, which is fine. That's normal. But I've often wondered how much of it is the fact that we're not conditioning them to understand what the end result's going to be, right? And you've already taken that kind of surprise sticker shock out. I have to think that if people are going to be shocked by the price in the first place, basically what would happen is that at this point, you've conditioned them to say, this is the expected range. Oh, look, that person looks a lot like me. I can expect to pay somewhere around that. Let me enter this in, right? So I think you've already, EA weeded out anyone who's already going to be stick, have sticker shock, but also conditioned them to more likely say, you know what? I think I can do that. Yeah, so yeah. smart move. <laughs> uh, it's such a great point that you're raising, right? And, and, and I
1: think what we have to do really as an industry and what we're trying to do with Haven is, look, people come into this process and it's a tough thing to wrap your head around, right? We're talking to them about, the two things that we're kind of wired to want to talk about least, right, which is your mortality and your finances. I call it sort of the whammy <laughs> of topics. And so this is kind of what's swimming around in people's minds when they're starting to think about this product. And then you enter into a process that can feel overwhelming and opaque, right? That's a lot of friction to try to get over. And so... We have to try, as we do with the website, use these small opportunities to kind of build trust and confidence along the way so that the process at the end isn't surprising to people or that we don't surprise them even somewhere in the middle of the process in such a way that then says, you know what, this was a
0: waste of time or it's not Mm -hmm. worth the effort. Yeah, I mean, countless people have I've spoken to are like, I don't even want to look at that because I know it's going to be terrible. It's like, well, I don't know where you get that idea. Well, it is what it is, and we can prove that it might not be terrible in your mind. So that's that's the the marketing and front end side. Talk to me about the underwriting side. How do you progress through that?
1: Yeah, so first off, I should say we are Haven Life is and what we call the in house startup at Mass Mutual. So all mm-hmm. the policies that we sell are actually Mass Mutual policies. And so it's kind of mass mutual underwriting as well. But what we've done is we've worked to kind of recreate the process and make it very kind of technologically enabled. And so step one is the customer will, through the website, fill out the entire application online. And we've actually built out the application in such a way where it's really easy for a customer to understand by themselves. And all of the data points that the algorithm and the underwriting algorithms need to issue decisions are very cleanly captured by that front end process. Once a customer hits submits on the application, what happens is we go out, we pull in a bunch of information from kind of public data sources and databases, Mm -hmm. and all of our algorithms look at those, all of that information, that application, and in a matter of seconds decide, can we issue this policy right away without a medical exam? Can we issue what's called temporary coverage until the customer goes and gets medical exam? Or do we need just them to go get a medical exam before we issue any type of coverage? So that's how the underwriting process happens in a matter of in a matter of seconds.
0: Fair enough. So you have a certain threshold and certain amounts of health whereby Mass Mutual said issue the policy standard as is, no problem. And then you have the threshold, which of course you need to issue the temporary and go elsewhere. So let's let's actually go back to the Mass Mutual piece. So tell me how that came about. Did you come to them with a the proposal? Did they find you early stage? Like how did that happen?
1: Yeah. So it's a great question. So if you remember, so I started the company and got licensed and really initially started it as a, effectively an online life insurance intermediary or broker. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I quickly learned was that a lot of the pain points or a lot of the friction in the process really had to do with all the things that lived at the carriers, right? The underwriting and the application taking and the things you couldn't really have control over as an agent. So. I decided I wanted to go partner with a carrier and ended up bringing the company in-house to MassMutual about a little more than five years ago now. And effectively, we became kind of the subsidiary of MassMutual, which we think of as the in-house startup within the company. And that really led us with MassMutual to work on how do we redesign the term life insurance process? How do we think about the underwriting process in a way that is completely digital from the ground up? It kind of let us rethink the entire life cycle of the process in a way that you couldn't if you were
0: just kind of a, an outside intermediary. Interesting. Because I mean, I've seen, I think you're the first one I've seen that kind of went in-house to these people. And I think it's incredibly valuable because they're not technologists. They're oftentimes, uh, you know, the, the joke is, is that infrastructure is terrible in the entire industry, but in the insurance industry, it's beyond ancient. So, you know, I can, in a world where insurance, age, insurance companies were modern, API driven, open-ended, companies, you know, your that type of move would not be necessary, but frankly, we don't live in that world. So I think, you know, you probably chose the route that was the one that resulted in the least amount of friction, both for yourselves and for the, for the clients. So, uh, yeah, smart move. So, which leads to a number of, uh, of of other questions, like when you guys started working with these people, was there was there a sense of oh no, these guys are going to put me out of put other people out of business in this company, and we're going to lately <laughs> with the layoffs, or were they were they willing to say you know what the system is is old and broken, and we need to modernize it? What was the kind of feedback you got internally? No,
1: I, I mean look, I think first off we're we're trying to go after a very different customer, right? If you think about it, the way we segment this out. We really think, you know, Haven is built for that kind of young family, younger life insurance customer that really wants a self-directed process, which is completely online. So we've built this product for kind of a, a specific customer segment that wasn't necessarily being addressed previously. And I do think a lot of the things that we've done on, from a technology standpoint and an underwriting standpoint... Kind of the industry now more broadly even recognizes these things are necessary and a lot of the advantages that we've done from a we've sort of created from a technology standpoint in terms of speed and efficiency are also now things being applied to other parts of the business as well. So I think it's created a lot of really good kind of benefits beyond even just what we're doing
0: so. You know, we have, you know, if a, if a policy can be issued standard off the bat, no problem. That is nice and smooth. If it can't be issued standard, I mean, the notorious part of this industry, which del- causes more delays than even the back office, is getting medical information from doctors. Um, <laughs> what have you done, as you nod, what have you done there to grease the wheels and try to reduce friction in that case? Or <laughs> anything? So yeah, that's still the bane of your existence, just like it is mine. It is still
1: the hard part, I will say, right? So a lot of customers, and you, you kind of have this trade-off, right, in the world where, You want to keep prices as low as possible, right? And to do that, you kind of need the most information about a person's health history as as you can get. So medical exams in a fully underwritten world are still kind of an important part of the process. What we've done to make that easier is we've really digitized as much of the process as can happen and beyond even the initial application, which is, again, part of the advantage that we have being kind of a subsidiary of a carrier is we've been actually able to do that So for example, if an underwriter or someone needs more questions for you after you take the medical exam or right before because something on the application triggered an additional type of question we want to ask, all of that can be done digitally. As you schedule the exam, all of the sort of notifications and things that you get around where you are in the process happen digitally. The nudges that you get if you haven't yet scheduled the exam all happen digitally. So everything really kind of happens in this very timely, efficient digital process. Now, the actual exam still happens the same way it does, which is if you schedule it, somebody comes out and uh, sadly still has to stick you with a needle and take your blood and so forth. And so that part of the process is still very, in some ways, traditional. When that, the exam results come back, they come back to us digitally. We rerun our algorithms and all of the sort of processes that happen from that point on are, again,
0: timely and efficient at that point. So what you've done is at least you've you've taken away the communication barrier of what's going on with the policy, which is an, an enormous service offering because quite frankly, you know, the last thing you want is someone saying, Oh yeah. And by the way, where the heck is this insurance policy or where do I stand here or I forget? Or, you know, inevitably that gets blamed back on the advisor for poor communication, which is is you know merited in many ways. But you know, I often I often basically say, like, end of the day, I know where my pizza is when I order from Domino's, yeah, <laughs> I exactly. know if it's in the oven, I know if it's being inspected, I know if it's not for delivery, right? Like yet, meanwhile, so many more things that are more important than my pizza getting to me in 20 minutes, I have no idea where they stand in the queue. And that just to me is kind of when you really think about it, you would think something like an insurance underwriting process that would be more transparency about where you are in a funnel, because that's more important to my life than my pizza arriving inside of 20 minutes. So so good on you for for doing the uh, the pizza tracker for insurance <laughs> application
1: pizza tracker
0: that that, that is I, that was a game changer man <laughs> every time I don't it's funny every time I don't and I order from someone else says we should be there in approximately forty minutes I'm like what is that something <laughs> like, nothing okay excellent so I mean, I mean right it,
1: the, look life insurance is a product that you're going to buy a few times in your life right not right. every week so I do think if you provide kind of understanding and transparency. People will give you a measure of patience. Uh, we along the way, um, okay. now, better if they didn't have to, right? But but I think at least there's more that we can do to kind of bring them
0: along in this process. In you show them that you're showing them that it matters to you that they get their stuff done, right? So yeah, that's exactly. valuable. So then, once it's been issued, what's the actual policy issuance process look like?
1: Yeah, everything is digital, and so you get your final underwriting decision, and basically it depending on the rate, you kind of click, I I accept this offer button. And literally the process gets delivered to you electronically, effectively, immediately. And you can then uh, log into an online account center and look at all your policy details and manage your policy from there. There's no paperwork that happens back and forth. Everything is kind of digital and in real time. Excellent. Good, well that uh, cuts another pain point out of it. Sorry. It's kind of funny that you bring up that question. So you obviously know a lot more about the industry than most people who I talk to. Yeah. Because it's surprising, right? You, you wouldn't expect that actually in most cases what happens is another round of paperwork and you have to sign some additional amendments oh. and you gotta send this stuff back and forth and customers don't even know that going in. So it may not sound like much of a value proposition, but to those us in the industry we know you know, that's actually pretty unique.
0: And uh, it is unique because, I mean, c- can contemplate the traditional market, which is essentially, okay, the agent gets the policy delivered to them. And then there's a policy receipt. There's sign off on any other, any other things we collected from you from, you know, during the, during the process, was there a change in rating, all this other stuff. And then there's also these disclosures, right? So you're talking about like possibly anywhere between one to 10 signatures, depending on how complex the case was and another meeting to go through that. And it's just like, you know when you think about it from the standpoint of the client, it's like you said you're going to do business with me. Just give me the bloody policy, right? Yet we have to cover our butts in so many different ways, which is fair, but there's there's a better way to do things than that, quite honestly yeah. so so yeah the the one thing that I you know what can I say you're you're taking the pain out of a very painful industry, quite honestly, so thank you for that so the before we wrap up, there's three questions that I ask everybody. Uh, the first one is, if you had one wish for something you could change in your company, the industry as a whole, what would it be?
1: I think the thing that I would change for the industry as a whole is I would really focus it on creating a better way to solve how we get products in the hands of underserved customers. And I think where I'm kind of going with this is one of the challenges that I think that we face is continuing to serve broader populations of customers if you think about the product that we sell unfortunately in this country it's it's a difficult one because income inequality is such that you know health outcomes often correlate with income so what you have is kind of the populations that are least healthy and need your product are also the ones that can least afford it because you have to charge the most to and i think that's kind of a dynamic that is really challenging If I could change something about this industry, it would be solving that dynamic in some way. Yeah. I mean,
0: especially in certain types of insurance, I mean, disability, you know, people who work blue-collar jobs are more likely to be claimed disability. So writing an expensive product becomes even more expensive, long-term care insurance, you know, the people who can, who can uh, need it the most are the ones who can least afford it. It's, It's, yeah, it's an unfortunate dynamic. And yeah, that's, that's one wish I would like to see come to fruition as well. So what has been the biggest challenge in getting to where you are currently with the company? I think,
1: look, I came from outside this industry, so in a lot of ways, I I kind of had expectations about what the process should be like, but I didn't know a lot of the details about how to get it done. And <laughs> I did, like, What do you mean you're programming in COBOL? <laughs> that, <not like> that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I really think, you know, this is a really particular industry in terms of complexity, right? Yep. And in some ways, right, term life insurance, the kind that we sell simple product, but Still, like the data complexity, the complexity of algorithms, the regulatory complexity, the customer behavior complexity, all of that together has made it one of the, just an extremely difficult space, I think, to track, to crack Mm -hmm. and to do something different in because there's so many variables that you have to take into account. And so I think I underestimated in some ways the challenge ahead of me when we started this and how far we could get. I still think, you know, I think we're doing a great job. I, you know, in my view, I think we're, We're leading the industry in terms of how good of a customer experience that we can help provide. But I still think that there's more work to be done. That there
0: is. Replacing the backend servers is the first thing (laughs) we can get to that later. So um, last question for you before we wrap up. What excites you the most about what you're working on and gets you out of bed every morning to keep doing what you're doing?
1: Look, uh, so I think broadly, I really love the space that we're in. I never actually imagined that I would end up in life insurance. but. I truly believe we're doing things that help people protect their lives in fundamental ways that are really substantive. We're doing something that makes a difference in people's life. After kind of savings and budgeting, protection is kind of like number two, I think in terms of what you need to think about for the sense of financial security. So when you have someone that you can, you know, who files a claim and then is so thankful for the... The life insurance money that they received and such a big difference to their life, you just kind of reap the benefits in some ways of all the hard work and no matter how difficult that is. So I think that's what gets me up. And I think the other thing just to mention is I think we're just getting started. Again, this idea that there's so much work to do still, I think there's still more work that we can do to make the product friendlier for customers. We're also now expanding into new product sets. So we just, we launched something called AgeUp, which is, uh, you know, first of its kind direct uh, to consumer annuity to help people uh, cover longevity. So I'm really excited now to think about the technology that we've built and how we can bring it to other types of products in the life insurance space.
0: Yeah, especially in that space in, in the U.S. where there's so much complexity in the annuity world. And because of that, so many financial pundits saying stay the heck away from them, even though, frankly, you know, longevity is becoming a bigger risk than life insurance is in many ways for people, right? So it's, it's something we cannot avoid and something that needs to be tackled equally as hard as what you're doing with the life insurance side. Absolutely. So, Thank you very much for your time, Yaron. It was uh, greatly appreciated. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck in uh, continuing to take the pain out of uh, out of life insurance for everybody. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for the time. So that was my interview with your own Ben Ziv of Haven Life. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope that many of the things that these fintechs are working on to make life insurance less painful end up being ported over to the advisor's channel. And with that, as always, I am Jason Pereira. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Or wherever it is you get your podcasts. It really helps people find us. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at fintechimpact.co.